This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. And Grant Hardy, our uh, reporter, producer, joining us now from Vancouver to talk headlines. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Well, obviously, Rum, he made it back home okay, so there's no sense to say, did you make it back home all right? (laughs) Well, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a different setup, so we know you're home. Yeah. Hello, sir. I was... I was going to pause for a second, leave a little bit of dead air so that mm. you'd both kind of be like, but did he really make Uh-oh. it? Or did we just Uh-oh. think he was on? And But I won't do that. And we have yes. fallback things, right? Like you were on the meeting earlier. We know. <laughs> hey, that's Make him feel so knowledge. important. <laughs> make him feel so important. Yeah, we have fallbacks anyway, even if you aren't there. Oh, well. No, not no Grant. Let's move fallback. on to plan number two. Uh, CP clips. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> All right. Well. Yes, made it home in one piece after a really fantastic event, which I know we're all really looking forward to people uh, checking out. We'll hear a lot more about that in the coming weeks. For now, we're starting off with a little bit of a more solemn headline, kind of a juxtaposition, is that the word, from the uh, exciting Uh week we've just had. Uh, And we're talking about life expectancy in Canada. And it turns out that for the third year in a row, uh, life expectancy has actually declined in Canada, which apparently is a trend that experts consider to be uh, historical, a first time. And that could indicate a worrisome downturn in our overall health. Um, Now, the life expectancy has not declined a lot i mean it's declined by 80 to 81.3 from 81.6 years that's a lot uh higher than the life expectancy is with our neighbors in the south Uh, not that it's a big competition um the primary uh factor related to this as you guys can imagine is the COVID 19 pandemic and especially Mm -hmm. that's really affected uh older people seniors uh but that's not all and experts say that there are a lot of deaths uh among young adults as well especially deaths that are being investigated by a coroner uh or medical expert uh and they believe that that may be related to the opioid crisis as well um and i've got some some of the other big causes of death as well but just curious if you guys wanted to comment on that definitely seems like a combination of i mean covid which what can we do we can't really take that back but just kind of a reminder that it's not over even though i really want to desperately just break up with covid it Mm. doesn't (laughs) seem it's just that that clingy thing that just won't go away but also on a more serious note uh just um you know good good reminder that we really need some more appropriate drug policy safe injection protocols rehabilitation instead of just kind of like you know leaving these people to fend for themselves yeah i mean they're to think that this is a top cause of death just nationally or around the country or when we're talking about this in general is pretty um terrifying i think 
because we have like kind of the more nuanced and specific conversations around the opioid crisis. But Grant, when we're saying and, you know, when we're talking about death altogether, this is what comes up. That is frightening. Yeah. Or at least kind of a top uh, yeah. cause of the trend shifting. But yes, it's yeah, it's very worrisome. Very worrisome. It's interesting uh, because I wasn't sure, Grant, at first when we say life expectancy of obviously, OK, how long? Um, but I guess when you look back, walk it back and, and go from there, I, I guess I was thinking projections down the road as opposed to what we're seeing in the past recent mm. as to the. So I, I was thinking here of the causes and what what might be. And we talk a lot about medical, especially if you go back as you are as we are to the pandemic to so many emergency rooms closed down, different things like that across the country. Today, they launched the new uh, mental health hotline. Just different things that we stop and say, okay, so how come people aren't getting to the point we were before? What is that average? And these are very, very alarming, especially when you think of young people, the opioid crisis, think of older people in nursing homes, and the projection that COVID's not going anywhere. So we are still going to lose people um, more people over a certain age, not saying everyone's immune from how serious this thing can be, but very interesting. And I'm kind of curious on some of the other things that you're going to, that they've related to this. Yeah. Yeah. So es essentially um, the, the top causes of death uh, still are apparently uh, cancer, heart disease, uh, and accidents like unintentional injuries around the home what whatever uh those may be so, uh this is the mouthful cerebrovascular disease or a stroke chronic lower respiratory diseases diabetes influenza and pneumonia alzheimer's and chronic liver disease and cirrhosis so right. those seem like they haven't shifted as much but i guess that the main thing that's just shifted is some of these new things that are bringing it down at the expectancy a little bit it's interesting because on the one hand it's kind of like i can kind of see how that could happen but on the other hand it's frustrating that we can't at least our sort of health research that we always do it can't hasn't really tackled those super common health conditions yet. Hoping. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting because you think of a plateau, how far did we get, how well we did. You throw in the pandemic and other, uh, you know, things that change the number. But a lot of time it comes back to what we're doing to take care of ourselves post any of these instances or while having diabetes, say, or, or, or post a heart attack, stroke, or one of the vascular uh, issues. There's a lot that's there. And how much care you're getting in the medical field. We know a lot of doctors. People are gone. People don't have doctors. So I'm sure all of that has that impact on lack of guidance and in, in communicating what people may need to do. And it's not just people being stubborn. Oh, yeah, he says I shouldn't eat this many steaks. I will. Like, it's not, it's not just like that. It's unfortunately sometimes... People aren't given that information. They're here, handed a paper and interpreted or, you know, a brochure about this, interpret it. And if some people that, especially in a country as diverse as we are, you may not have that ability to read that. You may not have um, that, that time mm, Falling through the cracks. Yeah. Falling well, through the cracks and we're losing because there's less people working at, in the medical field or the privatization. We still yet to have to see how that might affect mm. things down the road. Well, absolutely. And I think it's so interesting if you take an even like a really like holistic approach into this. And, you know, even someone who's 
told, you know, let's say this isn't really, you know, the best like protein for you, you should really kind of change your diet. Sometimes, you know, people, especially people with disabilities might be in a situation where you just have to kind of eat what's most, uh, dare I say convenient, that kind of under, available, underestimates affordable. what I'm saying. But There's available, a bunch of that, right? Available, yeah. affordable, and that you even have the resources and knowledge to acquire and put together right. that food. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I guess that's part of that bigger conversation of um, what's available to you, right? Like that that resource list really does depend on where you are in society or who you are in society and or if you're marginalized or if you're not like even with care when it comes to going back to the opioid crisis and such um is some people may afford the care some people may have the support systems the people the 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 money or otherwise resources even just depending on where you live right like locationally mm. uh, can feel yeah. so inconsistent from person to person from situation to situation and um unfortunately like we can't just have a broad conversation because it's so you know uh, tightly specific depending on who you are where you are and what your actual situation is when i was shooting a taste of nunavut up there in nunavut we got into this discussion of how fresh food is certain things because it takes time to get those vegetables in and people of course eat them but how fresh how how urgent can you get right. supports and helps medically if you have something going on? What is the practice? I'm not suggesting for a moment that we're in Canada, that there's certainly things that people have, you know, compared to other countries that are definitely in the have-not. But that time, that sequence, that information, that up-to-date information, sometimes in some places within this country, is not as accessible. No, that's absolutely true. And for the fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, bread, exactly. vegetables, all that stuff, that is that is a privilege. It's a privilege. Like yes, it is. Both to have access to that and to have mm -hmm. the ability to like acquire, store, you know, continue to mm -hmm. acquire that. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, people At, say. Again, you know, affordable grant, right? Like it's yeah. one thing to pay good money for something fresh, but a lot of people have to pay good money, more money, for something that may be a little older and not as, and are so grateful just to get it. Let alone how it's getting to your house. Are you going to pick things yeah. up? Can you get things delivered? Can you afford to do any of these other things? Like it, it, there are lots of conversations around this. Definitely a luxury to have that. Mm. Uh, not sure how we're doing for time. I can maybe throw in one thing quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> probably have a couple minutes. Uh, yeah, but essentially. Good. Uh, there's an interesting stu uh, study that apparently is talking about a clear link between the quality of your sleep and memory formation, uh, including a new paper that talks about even a 1% reduction in deep sleep each year in individual, individuals 60 and up is associated with significantly higher risk of developing dementia um so they list a few conditions to be aware of i mean the first one isn't for people over 60 but like students pulling all-nighters menopausal women tossing and turning in bed from hot flashes uh people who uh, obviously our sleep cycle is just 
like generally poor for whatever reason, lack of light, whatever, shift workers, uh, all those people really uh, should take special care if possible to make sleep a number one priority. And like, if it's a matter of seeing a sleep specialist, you know, getting whatever it is, CPAP machine, uh, it's one of these things that we all know we kind of should care about, but Mm -hmm. it can kind of slip down the list. But this is a new study that's essentially saying like, this is a number one top thing that needs to be done for your health. 1% each year depletion of sleep, like for for people over 60, that is quite significant. Especially considering, you know, if you're going to live till 80, that's a, that's a long time. Well, sleep add that to all be... up, right? Because you get up yeah. to like literally, you know, one, two, one more than one third of your sleep is lost at I least. Know. And we're not even meant, like this is not even specifying lifestyle, like other factors of that, lifestyle you know, or health or you know what your living situation is, what your scheduling situations are. Like, there's so many things to consider, and that's kind of interesting that it would be so uh, like such a significant um, change at the age of sixty. And that's. Grant before, or excuse me, after whatever you deal with through life, chronic pain, other issues that keep right. you away, worrying oh, yeah, it's at all night, getting worrying worse. about oh, stuff. Yeah, that's so, true. you know, uh, Grant, excellent. If Thank all, you very much. There was some way to switch the old brain off. All right, thanks, guys. We'll try for some uh, lighter topics next time. Okay, we'll um, see. Don't you, just, don't you just have to hit your up and down volume and power off? Oh, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm showing one of the reasons that most of us do lose sleep. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. As a matter of fact, 